All right, it's Chandra again with the Contemporary Horsemanship Podcast. And today I'm going to do my last um, in the series of body language. And I'm going to do like a calm, relaxed, happy, and playful horse. So this will be the last one for this series. I'll probably go and talk about just specific behaviors later on, give them their own podcast episode. But I kind of did the main categories because probably... Being in a podcast episode is not the best way to explain these things because they're a little bit harder to think about when you can't see them in pictures or a video or something like that. But I think it's just good to just have more information. So like if you're doing something like I listen to podcasts all the time when I'm driving or when I'm working horses at certain times. So I like to just pick up as much information as possible. So I figured I'd make a podcast about it, but that's why I'm just going to do the basic one. So I've already done a horse that's like scared, worried, panicked in the last episode. And before that I did anger, frustration, and aggression. So this one's going to be the good one, (laughs) the ones we want to see the most. I mean, the other ones are very important so that we can stop the escalation, relax the horse, and hopefully they don't get into aggressive or panic modes. This one is also equally important but we're going the other direction. So I want to look for those signs of calmness or relaxation. And then you know that you're going the right direction in your training or the exercise, or you should reward this and that you're going then just where you're supposed to be. So it's the same kind of thing. We're just, we're looking for horses that are relaxed. And so we're not looking for, oh, is he kind of worried? We're looking for, oh, is this working with the horse? So when I'm training and I don't see a lot of relaxed horses or they're not getting something then that's going to tell me like okay I need to try training this particular lesson in a different way and it's just good to know um so I'm just going to start with the ears so most of the time we think of like pricked ears is like happy ears those can be happy ears so if they're just both facing forward and they're looking at something but the context is going to be important just like I said a million times in the last two episodes but if they're looking forward, but the rest of the horse is relaxed. So like my mare is a good example. She'll have her ears pricked forward and then she'll have her neck like probably almost to her knees or like even with her chest. And then her lips will be relaxed. So there's no wrinkles. There's no like tight line where she's got that um, tendon by her muzzle. Her nostrils are loose and her eyes aren't really tight. They're not wide and there's not a wrinkle above them. So she's just relaxed. So just like everything else, all the little pieces of body language go together in the context of what the rest of the horse is doing, what's happening around the horse. So same thing with the ears. Pricked ears can be alert ears. If the rest of the horse is showing you that they're alert, could be a worried horse, could be a scared horse, could be a calm horse. So the context is super important, but you do see pricked ears with calm horses. It's kind of how long they stay there because I really want the horse's in tune with their environment so they're not shutting down and just pretending they're not there and they're not super worried and heightened about everything that's going around all around them so I want them in the middle so maybe they'll prick their ears and look at something and then they'll swivel one ear and then they might lay them back a little bit and and then they swivel another I want that that's a good relaxation so they're you know interacting with their environment but they're not too focused on anything and but they're both their ears aren't facing backwards so not pinned back but just pointed backwards a little bit and they're not moving, that's going to be one of the signs or can be one of the signs of a horse that's starting to shut down. So that is important. So we can have the prick deers, we can have some movement, maybe one back, one forward. If you're riding, maybe both back if they're riding. So that's another key. So if you're on the ground 
and your horse is just kind of standing and they've got tense muscles or heads up and their ears are back like pointed backward and not moving that might be a clue to you that they're starting to get worried they're starting to shut down they don't like what's going on it's going to be a little bit different under saddle because usually when you're riding the ears tip back because they're just listening to your cues so i would when you're riding make sure that the horse is listening and i like to check by like picking up a rein and that ear should swivel so if i pick up my right rein the ear should swivel and if you're maybe doing something a little bit more strenuous or where the horse has to concentrate a bit more um, like if you're in collection you have both reins you, you're probably going to have both ears but if you see your horse doing that for a long period of time maybe have him stop maybe give him a little walk break or something and see if he'll look at something else or maybe you can flex him around and see if his ears will move or just ask him to do something else and kind of read into the context of what's going on but that is pretty common same with like uh, ground driving because you're back there behind them. Uh, lunging, that can happen a lot too. Round pen work, just stuff like that. So it's just something to think about, especially when you're riding because they're just listening to what's going on behind you. But there should be some ear movement. There should be some flicking and stuff. So you have those. And then you can have a lot like resting ears too. So when they're kind of pointed backwards. So by pointed backwards, I mean opposite of like pricked forward. So they, they're just back facing listening back but they're not pinned back so that could be a resting horse too a lot of my horses sleep like that they rest like that and they're just kind of listening back and that's again look at their face is their face relaxed that kind of thing so that can be it so really you can get all the ears it's just like all the varieties of ears besides pinned um within the relaxed so it's just reading the rest of the body language so as far as the eyes this one's gonna be a little bit more easier because the, the eyes are gonna be relaxed so you won't have Unless your horse regularly looks like this where they kind of have that like light skin, uh, not light colored, but like no hair on it, like right around their eyes. That's where you'll see like a couple wrinkles. So just knowing what's normal for your horse. Is there a wrinkle there most of the time or none of the time? Because usually you'll, you'll get one or two if they're a little worried. Like one of my Mustangs, Atlas, he always kind of has a little wrinkle there. That's just kind of his face. So really, I'm sure he probably has a little bit more tension in there that he, than he should, but I just kind of need to know what's normal for him. And so you might have to go to the pasture or like when they're eating their dinner or they're taking a nap or they're hanging out and kind of see what their face looks like. And then you have that baseline to go from. So his are a little bit more triangular or like pointed up at the top, if that makes sense. So he's got a round eye, obviously it's not triangular, but his, like if he was a human and he had an eyebrow, it would kind of come up in a point. So that's normal for him. That's kind of how he's made. So for him, I definitely check that because I don't want, I, it can get overlooked because he's already naturally like that. Um, but then I want to look for the wrinkles and stuff there. So that's number one that I look for is what their eye looks like. Do you have the wrinkles? Because they're just kind of easiest to see. And then is the eye really wide? So is he staring or is he like blinking? That's a really important one. I want a horse that's blinking and not a lot like flinching blinking. Like you see that a lot when you're desensitizing and stuff. I don't want that. I want full eye blink, like not a little half blink. Like there's a fly in his eye, but full eye blinking. He's blinking. He's thinking if you've heard that before from a lot of trainers. So I want that. He doesn't necessarily need to blink a certain amount of time. Just every now and then, every now and then 
So that can also be a sign to tell you that your horse is not shut down. If they're standing there and their ears are kind of pointed back and you think they might be shut down, but they're blinking, they're probably not. So um, that's a good sign. And then the wideness of the eye. So again, knowing your baseline, what's normal for your horse. Like I've had many Appaloosas and they have that white around the eye and I'm going to say it wrong, but it's like sclera or sclera, something like that. But I know what it is. I just don't know how to say it right. So um, know what's normal. How much does your horse have of that? Like I had a thoroughbred that had that on one eye and he's not just wide eyed on one eye. That's just how he was. That's just how he was born. So knowing what's normal, if your horse just has brown eyes, my other thoroughbred I have now, he doesn't have any white around his eye. It's just brown. So when you do see it, like normally he doesn't have white. When you do see it, he, he's really looking at something he's worried. So that's a good sign to tell if they're a little tense. And then you hear a lot of soft eyes and hard eyes. That one's a little bit trickier to describe, especially in this format on podcast. So there, it's just going to be the way I kind of tell the difference is if they're staring or not staring, if that makes sense. So if I'm like really focusing on something like in the distance or maybe close to me, those are going to be like my hard eyes. So I'm like, oh, what is that over there? Even though it might not be anything, my kind of attention's over there. I'm a little bit tense. That's kind of what I'm getting from the hard eyes of the horse. Soft eyes, are they just look maybe a little bit more round. They're not as like almond-shaped maybe, kind of depending on your horse. Um, And then, because you could go either way. Maybe your horse has more almond-shaped eyes and then they get more round when they're worried and vice versa. So, but, and then your eyes would be just kind of relaxed as you are just hanging around your house. And maybe you look at something, you know, look over here, but you're not really paying attention to any one thing. That would be my difference between hard eyes and soft eyes. So, um, and then you might get a wrinkle underneath the eye as well, depending on your horse. Um, but usually the ones that you can tell the most are going to be right above. Like if they had eyebrows, that's where I look the most, um, for the head and neck level, this one's going to be a pretty easy one to determine as far as body language stuff goes. Cause it's not as like small and detailed. So in general, Generally, I want my horse's neck horizontal. So it's just like coming right out of the withers straight out. I get that lots of horses have different conformations. They're built differently. Some necks come out higher. Some necks come out lower. In general, I want it pretty horizontal and even with his top line and his back. That's where I really want it. Again, knowing what's normal for your horse, does he usually rest it slightly higher? Does he rest it slightly lower? Like my thoroughbred slightly higher, my quarter horse much lower. Um... So it just kind of depends on your horse, but you can also get horses that have tension just from past experiences and they carry it around in their bodies. My Mustang Atlas is like that. He's like 13, two, he's very small. And I took me a really long time to, to figure this out for some reason, but he would always have his neck up. And it would be like at a slight angle up above the withers. And I didn't really notice it that much because for me, I'm taller. I'm 5'9", so I'm like, okay, well, this is just normal horse height because I hadn't had a horse that's pony-sized. He's technically pony-sized. So then I'm like, wait, he's 13 too, <laughs> and he started to relax in his training, and his head came down even. I was like, oh my goodness, you're really tiny. So for smaller horses, for me, I tend to forget about that with them because I'm used to seeing them at a certain level, like roughly my eye level, which is should be a little bit more relaxed for them. It should be lower for them. So now that I've figured out 
the right path for him training wise and he's more relaxed he's got that nice horizontal top line a lot more often and if I notice it coming up then I'm like okay he's a little worried he's a little tense I should do something about it so that's a good sign just in general you're gonna see it a lot more on a big horse especially if you're a shorter person because now your horse is like 20 feet tall even me like my thoroughbred's 16 hands which is not that big generally of the world of horses but when he puts his head up to look at something he's very tall so um and they they are thoroughbreds just in general um can just be looking at something and then they'll put their head away in there I mean all horses can do it but in my experience a lot of my thoroughbreds do that and mine that right now he just likes to stare at things so he just turns into a draft immediately so um, that's a little bit easier to tell. I found it a little bit harder to tell on ponies. Now I recognize it because I'd figured it out, but that could be a key if you're a taller person, you have a smaller horse. So, but I really want horizontal and pretty much everything I'm doing, unless I've trained the horse to do something else. Maybe we do dressage. Maybe we do something else where you require a higher headset. That's totally fine. Maybe you have a gated horse. Maybe you have a saddle bred. You're going to have a slightly higher headset. It shouldn't be a lot higher it should be slightly higher. So I'm thinking like coming out slightly above the withers and sitting there. But if they're relaxed and you're doing the training correctly and stuff, as long as you're not, as far as you're not like, maybe we're not jumping and we're not doing dressage or like if you ride saddle seat, yes, all their necks are up. I I get that. But just a baseline general relaxation, you want that head and neck horizontal as possible. So those types of saddle bred, saddle horse types are going to have their head and necks a little bit higher but I do want those horse types of horses to also relax their necks too too. so but I'm talking about in general and mostly like during groundwork during beginning stages of riding and then as you go along yes you can bring that head and neck up but if I'm looking at my horse in the pasture and I want to kind of decide is this horse relaxed is he looking at something that's going to be my general rule of thumb there is how horizontal is his neck okay and then we have hind leg so a lot of the times people talk about a hind leg cocked is going to be a good determination of how relaxed a horse is. I had another Mustang named Rain and she was really good at tricking you <laughs> on this one. Mustangs teach you a lot. I recommend one for um, a lot of people if, you have, if you're somewhat advanced because they taught me so much. But anyways, um, so she would have her hind leg cocked and this one's going to be a lot of context. She'd have her hind leg cocked. Her head and neck would not be horizontal. They would not be level. They'd be up. Her ears would be back. Her nose would be tight. Her muzzle and her lips would be tight. And we were like, well, her hind leg's cocked. And this was many years ago. Um, so she's pretty, she's kind of relaxed. No, she was not. She was shutting down and she was being tense and she didn't kick out. But that could be where that body language is going versus relaxation. So there are times where a hind leg is like, if I need to run away or if I need to kick out, that hind leg is there. Sometimes, yes, it is relaxation. They're just resting. And you can kind of tell the difference between the two if you see, again, the levelness of the top line, the head and neck, the ears, the eyes, all those things that we had already talked about in context. And I usually see it when you have just relaxed muscles and then you kind of see the horse tip his hips over and kind of relax into that hind leg um, resting cocked position versus um, they're really tight and they just kind of cock their leg and you don't see their hips move as much. That's kind of 
what I could tell with her specifically. So it might be slightly different to your horse. Your horse might really dip his hips and still be tight and tense, but I don't think so just because the rest of the muscles in his body are going to be tight. So that could be one way you can test it. So it, a hind leg cock doesn't always mean that they're relaxed. It could be they are shutting down or they got a little tension. They might be thinking about kicking out. Those are all possibilities. But again, look at the context of the situation. Look at the rest of your body language. But I'd probably say 80% of the time, um, the horse is probably resting. So again, check out your environment. What else is going on? Okay, so the other part is going to be your muzzle. So are there wrinkles like around their muzzle, like at the ends of their lips, kind of um, like kind of where their bit would be or like um, on their chin and then around their nostrils. So I'd look at all those places. You, you really want a relaxed muzzle. So lips are soft, so they're not tight and they're not holding them like like they're really hard shut like they're like they do when they're running and they've kind of sealed them. Uh, you want relaxed mouth, relaxed chin, so they're not it's not wrinkly and tight because you could kind of see it ball up and it gets tight versus loose. And your horse doesn't have to have like its lower lip hanging down and like you can see it and like flip it around and stuff. It doesn't have to be that relaxed. That's obviously relaxed. But just to where the lips are just touching lightly, that that's would be good. You just don't want it sealed tight and then having any of those wrinkles. Same thing with the chin, just resting nicely. It's not tight and like balled up and then for the nostrils they're not like wide and flaring unless maybe they're taking a nap or it's hot out um or they're sniffing something that can be happening as well but really you can tell for the nostrils they could have like a little wrinkle around the top of them um they could also be which I think I forgot to mention in my other two podcasts but they can be uneven so if the horse has got some tension like maybe and I'm going to use Atlas again because he has great body language skills. Um, or maybe I just noticed them more on him. Uh, if I'm desensitizing him, like, on his right side, his right nostril will be bigger and his left one will be smaller. Sometimes it switches, so I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what's going on with that. But he just, he would be, have one larger than the other. So he's got, like, a little bit more tension on one side versus the other. So I really want even ones that are not super flared and just they're even. So um, that's a good indicator as well. And I'll have to get a video together or some pictures together to get some good examples of that. But that's another thing to check for. So I went over the lips, just nice and loose, just resting together is good. Not real tight, not clenched. Um, some of the sounds they make is going to be nickering. You see a lot like they're they're greeting, but they're not neighing, not searching. Just like a, a nice little nicker is pretty much, I mean, they'll, they'll blow out. Like they'll do like a, like blow their nose kind of thing. That happens too. Um, they're usually moving pretty slowly or just in a relaxed way. Like they could be trotting too or cantering too. Um, and you'll see that more in like playful behavior, but they're doing it in a relaxed way. They're nice and rhythmic. That, that can be a really big um, indicator of where they are mentally. Um, because horses usually do a lot of walking, especially in our domestic situation. They, they usually they'll, they'll, they spend a lot of time standing and then walking. Um, usually they'll play in a trot in a canter. Um, they'll also travel in a trot or they'll explore in a trot. And then playing and just running away in a canter. So that's where all those emotions come with and it can be a tricky gait, but that's where you'll see those. But if they're playing, you'll see those trots and canters nice and relaxed, 
So that's going to be uh, an, an indicator too. And then when you're working with your horse, um, how fast is like his cadence? So if you're walking him to and from the barn, um, how how's his pace there? Um, how stiff is he? And then like if you're grooming or you're tacking up or doing something where he should be stationary, is he standing still? Is he okay sta- standing still? Does he have a hard time standing still? Does he want to shuffle back and forth? Those are all in- good indicators of that he's not relaxed or he'd like to be somewhere else. He's got a little bit of tension there. So, But if he just kind of takes a, a slow step forward or backward occasionally, then he's probably fine. So it's just a good indicator of where he's at is how fast they move. And then overall, which can be a little bit harder to see, is just they have relaxed muscles. So their neck's going to be relaxed. Their hips or their hindquarters are going to be relaxed. Shoulders, belly muscles. Like you'll have some engagement if they're moving, obviously, or if they are got their head down or something like that. You'll see those muscle, muscles, but they should be relaxed. And if you touch them, they're, they're not real hard and stiff. So we want to look at that too. And then the last thing I have here is the tail. So um, I think I probably forgot a little bit of the tail in other scenarios as well, but it's going to be held fairly low, um, like just against their body or held up slightly. And then you should have like a light swishing. Um, They might still be relaxed and happy and just doing more switching if there's a lot of flies. So they might be... just like eating their hay, but like they're swishing a lot because flies are bothering them. That can happen. If there are not flies though, and you're training your horse or doing something, let's see what, what's bothering them. Cause if they're doing a lot of swishing and there's not flies around, then something is not going well. So he doesn't like something that you're training. Something's hurting. We got, we got to have to go back and take a few steps back and see what's going on. So the tail is definitely going to show you what they're thinking. So as far as if they're standing still, they usually just have it rested lightly. They're not holding it really high. Again, depending on your breed, they're going to hold it slightly differently. If you have like a saddle type horse, it'll be held slightly higher versus like your stock horse. So, but it should just swish lightly. It should just hang lightly. It'll probably kind of swing back and forth a little bit. Um, but that's pretty, pretty general. It's, it just it shouldn't be lifted a lot. Once they, it's lifted, once everything starts going up like head and tail, that's where your your tension is rising too. That's going to be a good way to remember those things. Um, and then their tail just might not be moving at all. If they're just really relaxed and hanging out. So those are... Pr- the, the tail can be a pretty easy one. Um, it's a good one because it's not as hard to mistake as some of the other body language things that we're looking at can be. Um, unless there are flies. So I would... Like, especially now during summer, I always check, like, if my horse is swishing a lot, let's go check, get him fly sprayed again. Has he got a lot of flies? Okay, what are we doing? Does he not like this? So, and try to work through that a little bit. Because usually it's going to be maybe your leg's on too much. Maybe he doesn't want to go away from the gate, something like that. He's going to show you with his tail. So, those are my basic things that I could think of right now as far as everything. And I think I left out some about the tail's in the like anger and the scared podcast. So I'm just going to talk about it real quick here. (laughs) Hopefully everyone listens to all three, even though I forgot that. But so we went over the relaxed tail. So a scared one is probably going to be lifted a little bit just because you'll have tension in the body. So you'll have that tail come up a little and then the horse might trot away or 
something like that. If you're working your horse though, and maybe you're desensitizing to a rope and he's got a rope around his butt or he's next to a stall wall, he might tuck his tail. Or if you're saddling for the first time or just, uh, you know, starting horse or just saddling horse in general, if they're tucking their tail, they might be tucking their butt and thinking about bucking. So that is a good one as well is the tucking their tail up underneath themselves. Like you have a lot of tension going on in there. So that's something to think about. Um, you don't see it as much like in there when they're in the pasture, they might tuck their tail if they're running away and another horse is trying to bite them on the hind end. But, um, you see it a lot more with, with training and working with them. So that's something to look at. And then just a lot of swishing, usually a lot of swishing without flies or like they'll really ring it and like swish it up a lot more. So those are, are real big indicators that there's a lot of tension in there. Um, and then you have like a, like a high tail. So if they get really excited or real worried and they'll be real snorty and like blow their nose, you'll have it. Um, it can even be like tipped up over their back or just held really, really high. Um, I had my first horse I had, like, that was your sign, like that she's way over threshold and she's either afraid or just real wild today that her, her tail would be right up. So that one is the horses. It can, and they can be playing too. So again, context, but, um, that they're way over threshold and there's, way too much energy there. So take a step back, try to just be nice and safe and bring them back down. But so that's kind of my recap of tails since I think I forgot some of that, but that's what I've got for today. So I will be back again next time.